Marvel DC, Marvel DC, Marvel DC, 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 Marvel, 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 no, read image. We create our own realities and words. That's disgusting. Hello. That's disgusting. Hello. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Geek Chat. Welcome to the Geek Chat. Welcome to the Geek Chat. The Geek Chat. Hey, 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 everybody. Hello. And welcome to another edition of the Geek Chat. The Geek Chat. I am your host, Desmond, and with me, as always, is my co-host. Rich. And uh, Hello, say, all. Hello, everybody. I want to say thank you so much for uh, joining us. Uh, for our um, third season ish episode ten, Can episode you ten, that? episode ten, we're in Ooh. our we we are just getting past our our uh, first year anniversary, so it's very very exciting. What and is that paper? Is that what they're supposed to? I give think us? it's paper, and it's papers comics. They books. should yes exactly. They should give us comics for our uh, one year anniversary. Yeah, yes. uh, we are planning something special for you, uh, lucky listeners. So please stay tuned. Uh, want to give you a few little things where you can find us. First, you can find us at uh, on the Facebook uh, and just check the Geek Chat uh, Facebook group. Okay, just go to Facebook, search the Geek Chat the. and the Geek the, Chat. Very important. The. Very important. And join the fun. Uh, people come in there, and we have a lively uh, debates about comic books. We post stuff about comics that we like, what we don't like, upcoming new things that you you should know about. Exactly. So definitely come in and check out. Um, and check out. Come in and check out. <laughs> <laughs> and then we're usually live on mixlr.com on Mondays from 6 to 7. You can come in and chat with us and have a ball. We, we uh, interact with everyone who comes in and is a part of the um the conversation with us so again that's mix lr every monday from six to seven okay and then if you missed that you can also uh check us out on soundcloud.com that's where all of our uh prior episodes are archived um you can go there and we post new shows on tuesday um right around between 12 and two o'clock okay generally Except for last time, I posted it really, really early. <laughs> There's a, it'll be there. Just it'll if be th- it's not there by six, something's wrong. Yes. Just keep checking back. Yes. But yeah, he, he makes sure to post it that time. Yes. If it's if it's not there by six p.m., call the police. Anyway, um, also you can go and check us out on iTunes if you want to stream it. Uh, you can also stream it on Stitcher if you're not part of the iHive. You can uh, again search the Geek Chat on either of those platforms. You can also go to Tumblr because we are on Tumblr now and search thegeekchat.tumblr.com. Okay, those are the places where you can find us right now. We are desperately working to get it on uh, YouTube as well because we have a lot of listeners who really wanted to be on youtube yeah and i'm gonna um, hear it uh, i'm gonna hear it uh from one of our youtube people that really want us to yes he asks me every time he sees me did desmond do it yet and i'm like no don't yell at me yell at him <laughs> i'll get it done i promise get it done. if not this season for for the fourth season what? yay fourth season anyway um so we're gonna give a quick special thanks to our sponsors first sponsor is club card if you ever see um 
any of our palm cards or if we do posters or anything like that we get them done at club card here in san francisco and you can check them out at clubcardprinting.com okay um, also want to thank our resident artist gene gelmet of rlt press as oh you all need to go to the line it is drawn and check out his awesome 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 mashup of oscar the grouch and r2d2 yes all that that was really cool he did an amazing job so definitely check it out he is a uh house artist for uh, comic book resources um their their column the line it is drawn and you can check him out again rlt press he does all the little um things of rich trying to kill me and all that good stuff so so my fantasies on paper it's scary, but and <laughs> and that fantastic opening that you heard and the intro music, uh, the outro music that is done by uh, Terry Miller, who is our mistress of the mix board. So thank you so much, Terry, for blessing us with those Dosser tones. And want to give a special thank you to our main sponsor, Whatever Comics, located at 548 Castro Street in San Francisco, located between 18th and 19th. Please check us out on Facebook under Whatever Store. Go to our uh, webpage, whateverstoreonline.com. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's a new thing. It is. <laughs> yeah, check us out, though. Which is awesome. Thank you. So without further ado, let adieu. us adieu. Let us start talking about comic books because, again, that is what you guys are here for. That's so right. let us give the people what they want. So, so, Rich, what book do you want to talk about first? Well, listeners, I hope you listened last week when there wasn't much I was too excited about. No, he was not. Uh, it was a he rough was, week for comics. He was, he was a sad camper last week. This week, on the other hand, while it was one of the smaller weeks for books, um, there were a couple really good books that uh, we want to talk about. Um, it was actually a really good week for comics, for me anyway. It I was. Don't know. I mean, it was a light week for, for a lot of the... Um, I want to say more mainstream stuff, but there was a lot of good stuff that came out that was uh, indie yeah. or independent. So and you know what? There are people that, that still think that the indies are not worthy. They definitely Times are. Times have changed where the writing, the art is, you know, sometimes much stronger than the regular uh, mainstream DC Marvel. And we are going to start with one of those indies. Not really an indie anymore. I mean, Dark Horse, Dark Horse is, is getting bigger. It is definitely getting um, bigger. Dark Horse is trying to do almost an image kind of creator more run than they used to do. Because Dark Horse is known for its properties. They got Serenity. They got Buffy. They got Angel. They have Hellboy. They have Hellboy. They, they, used, the to have, they used to have um, Star they Wars. They used to have Star Wars until Marvel's but, like, yeah, it's ours. Yeah. Well, so, Disney said it's ours. <laughs> one of the books I had the chance to read early was a book called Power Cubed from Dark Horse Comics. Uh, it's $3.99. It's written and illustrated by Aaron Lepresti. Which I think is interesting. Real quick. Yeah, go for it. We're seeing a lot, a lot of artists starting to come into their own and becoming creators for their own uh, creator-owned um, stuff 
And I really, really like that trend mm-hmm. that is coming back. I remember when Todd Nock did Wild Guard and there's a couple oh, other people that did I that love stuff. Wild and I really Guard. I really want I really hope that this um is where he goes as well. But go back to the credits yep. of who did this book. I'm sorry. So that's okay, no. Colors by Hi Fi Design, letters by Michael Helsler. Heesler. Um so the I got to read this and I was very excited because I've been a fan of Aaron Lepresti since he did Wonder Woman. He was the artist on Wonder Woman. And uh, I like his line work. I love the way he draws. It's clean. There's expressions. There's backgrounds. Um, And then I don't really remember anything written by him like this is the first thing i remember him writing i don't think he was ever a writer Uh, uh, we'll have to look into that um so i got the preview of this and i read it and i was like this is actually really good i can't wait for des to read it so it came in this week well last week because new comics are the week before and i wanted him to read it and i would give it two solid thumbs up i really liked it would you yes i thought it was a interesting introduction um to this new world that this guy is living in um give a little background so the story story. is here's this guy and his dad is an inventor and his dad invents this cube which creates anything you can imagine and what comes with such an invention people that want it so they break in. We see the cube get used. That's the first issue. I mean, he really does a great job of, of setting, setting everything up. Yeah. And I think that's one of the strongest things in a book. Because sometimes you read those number ones and you're like, oh, my God, I don't know the, the point of this book. You yeah. just, The elevator pitch is on this book is what it's about. And I think that's one of the reasons I really liked it. And he gets this little creature... Um, that's almost his Jiminy Cricket mm-hmm. to help guide him with this new cube. And at the very end is just this kick-ass woman in this green... I mean, it's like Madame Hydra meets, I don't know, some game show, or not game show, some video game you know, heroine. Um, I, am, I am up for the next issue. I would agree 100%. Definitely. It was... Um it was a good issue because it hit all the right notes. You know, we got the setup of the um, father and the son who have a strained relationship due to the mother's passing. Do you think that that is something that we see too much that people rely on that kind of, you know, the the dad and the son have the the breakdown? We saw it was one of our biggest complaints in Fantastic Four. Do you think it gets a little or do you think it works I think it when works on right. I think it works here because they actually are aware of it and they're trying to work on it. You see, and that's the thing. I think a lot of times what it happens is they set up that dynamic, but there's nothing made of it. You know, there's nothing really. It's just that's what it is. That's, that's the, the conflict. The end. That's the, yeah. It's like, I don't like my dad or, you know, but in this one, they're actually trying to like the dad is trying to give his son something, you know, to make his life better for his 18th birthday because he knows he's not been a good father. And so they're trying, like, 
that's what I liked about it. It's like they set up this thing that the father and the son don't get along. The son's going to move out and the dad's like, Hey, I got you this, you know, and then all hell breaks loose because we have this weird Nazi scientist with these two goons he found on the internet. Oh my God. And he wants to use the cube (laughs) to give a body to a disembodied brain. Yeah. And there's comedy in it as well. So there's action, there's comedy, there's alien technology. It's just a lot of stuff going on, but it hit every point in the comic. I was thoroughly like, I, it was a page turner for me. And I love the fact that the kid is an artist as well, which his imagination runs wild. And you and I have some vivid yeah. imaginations being comic book fans and creators. And you and I have been reading comics for a very long time. So could you imagine being 18 with this cube? No. I would be I would be in trouble. I would just I would be in trouble. No, 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 no. That would be bad. That'd be bad. I would I don't know. I would it would be very bad for me. Check this book out. This I would definitely one of, agree. One of the geek chats recommends right here. It's definitely and it's uh three ninety nine from Dark Horse Comics. It's a great and what I like about it most is that it is a creator owned property. You know, he is living and breathing for this uh for this book for you guys and it's i think it's worth it the the art is solid the writing is great i think it's worth it it's it's a really really good book the and 22 it, pages yeah i mean standard comic pages a couple ads yeah standard comic book length uh for what we're seeing nowadays Thicker stock paper too yeah it's just and and he's a quality artist so yeah i had to throw my money behind this a lot because it is really 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 good so well, that's a lot of reallys it's a really 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 good <laughs> so what so, about you what did you like this week i really enjoyed really really uh really really i enjoyed um hellboy and hell i know you didn't read it i didn't i know you didn't read it because you're not that much of a um hellboy fan which is fine not everyone is um i've been a hellboy fan for a very long time i've been a mike mignola fan for even longer oh, I love mike mignola's art. but it's a uh, hellboy in hell He's issue. in hell. He's in hell. He died and he went to hell. And so he has a lot of crazy adventures in the land of hell. And he and uh, he killed uh, Satan. He killed Lucifer, cut his head off. And now he's doing some stuff uh, in hell. And it's funny because hell is just another reality that, that these people go to. And there's a portion of after so you can actually die in hell and go someplace else i'm assuming oblivion or something and so what mike mignola real quick before i say more it's hellboy in hell from dark horse comics number it's eight issue eight and it is 299 mm-hmm. it's the part two of the hounds of pluto story and art by mike mignola colors by dave stewart letters by clem robbins um, and it's a great book. We get um, what's happening is some weird, I don't know, entity is attached itself to uh, Hellboy and is eating away at him. And if he, if he um, 
gets eaten away too much, he will die or go into oblivion or wherever dead spirits go. And what's happening is he went to seek out a doctor to help him with this condition. However, he has to help the doctor fight a demon who has been hounding him from life. This doctor, uh, the demon has been hounding him from, well, it's, it's a person who was a villain, an evil person who went to hell with him, but he, uh, they have been in this locking battle since then. And so the guy becomes a monster because the court doesn't find in favor of him. So he becomes a monster. And so the guy, the doctor, you know, does this ritual and traps his soul in a dead cat. Yeah. I saw that. And the cat, you know, it's a a skinned cat. Yeah. It's it's, it's, bones of a cat. Yeah. He like, he he traps him in there and then he's finally able to do uh you know do what he needs to do to help Hellboy. And what we find out is the things that are eating him are the the uh the fates. Because uh someone had told him that he had killed his uncle and his two brothers. We find a little bit more history about Hellboy and who he was and and everything. So it's a really good refresher book as well. If you uh, if you didn't know where Hellboy came for, oh, from yeah. and what else. In one page, they tell his whole origin. Yeah. It's really, really great. And then you meet his sister and you find half out that his half sister. You find <laughs> a sister who hates him. And it's just a really good book steeped in Hellboy mythology. The artwork is beautiful. It's Mike Mignola. And it's just a really, really good book. And the one thing about it, though, is it's really long in in the mythology. I think it'll be very hard for someone to pick up cold um, because there's so much about um, Hellboy that happened in the past. And, and they make references to other stuff. But again, if you... It's a treat for people who have been following the character for a very long time. Maybe not so much for a new reader, but I do believe that... Um, it's just as top notch as anything else that Mike Medola is doing right now. And I know the, the Hellboy universe is so huge right now. It's fantastic to see something that is specific about Hellboy. Cause once he died, everyone was like, what, what's going to happen? And now he's having an adventure in hell and he's well, the same old Hellboy. Boy. Well, but they make, they make uh, a joke to that. You know, they're like, what's your name? And he's like, they call me Hellboy. And it's like, Ooh, that's sad. And he's like, and the doctor's like, yeah, it's sad. And he's like, yeah, I know. Cause they have a real name. Uh, yes, it's um, I can never pronounce it, though. It's uh, he was supposed to bring the a bringer of the end times and um, his father gave him the, his name and um, and he was chosen to uh, destroy the world and bring back, bring forth the elder gods. Um, his name was I can never pronounce it, um, but his dad calls him um, Enung on Rama. Is his real name? Ah, and, Hellboy was much easier. Yeah. Wouldn't he be Hellman now? No, it's always Hellboy. He doesn't get all worked up on that. So, yes, hmm. but it's um, hmm. yeah, Anang on Rama is his name, and yeah, so great book. I always look forward to it when it comes out. I love it, love it, love it. Um, and it's really worth it's worth your time. I really enjoy it. Um, so rich. What other books did you read that you enjoyed this week or that people should be reading i should say well well what i just let's let's not go there let's talk about something what do you want to talk about 
So you love. <laughs> I do love this you book. You love this book. You love this book. It's by DC Comics. Justice League 3001. This is number four. Desmond's talked about it a couple times before. Because it's great. And I, on Tuesday, he was in last Tuesday when we were putting the new shipments out. And he, we were talking and he said, oh, good. Justice League 3001 came in. And I looked and I went, wait a minute. And on the cover, it gives the credits, and it's Scott Collins. Yep. Scott Collins. I freaking love Scott Collins' art. I love the frenetic energy of his art. He did the flash, a good long flash run that was just gorgeous. So here he is doing this issue, and I read it. Didn't know what the hell was going on. You really didn't. Didn't read Justice League 3000. <laughs> Haven't read the first three issues of this. I don't care. I'm an old school comic person. I will pick anything up. It doesn't matter that I don't have the last issue before it or whatever. I liked it with this artist. So. Because you just don't like Howard Porter. That's I, the problem. I was trying not to say that. You just don't like Howard Porter's art. It's I, fine. I'm not a fan of you, Howard yeah, Porter's art. you're not a fan art. of his artwork. But... This issue kind of got me into this book. So Lois is working with the Justice League, but is secretly trying to kill them with her in Justice League. Correct. Wow. So she also was in the body of some other person. Yes. And all these people, their names are the names like the Batman is still Bruce Wayne, even though it's not really Bruce Wayne. So what happened... What happened is Cadmus in the future uh, had a program in which they took the uh, DNA samples of the original um, Justice, League. Justice League and then they took people from their timeline, injected them with the DNA, and then mutated their DNA into clones of the original Justice League. Yeah, I got that. But the problem is is their their memories are not intact and their personalities are screwed up. Well that's this the new Flash female. Well the, that's the that's the second um, sorry, that's the third iteration of the Flash. There's the been Flash, three of them? Yeah, because Flash keeps dying, and they keep bringing him back. And so the last time he died, they brought they, they mixed his um, genes with her genes because she was dead, and they created a clone um, wow. of her. Because she, she was part of the team. Originally, she was part of the team of twins, the Wonder Twins, who, who were the scientists who brought back. Who brought oh my them? God, see, uh, yeah. Let me just stick with this issue. But it's so good. It, I gotta admit, it's so it's, good. So the let's get away. Let's get this out of the way. Um, it is written by Keith Giffen and J.M. Dematis. Right there, funny, fantastic. You know it's gonna be funny. Yep. Welcome, brilliant innovator and all-around creative genius Scott Collins aboard the Justice League Express. Which is funny because he has two other books out right now that is his own stuff. Right. Which is funny. It's like he must be doing this just to help pay the bills or something. So I, I was well, like, I what? hope he does this more. So by the way they're saying welcome, I'm like, is he going to be on it for the rest of the time? I might have to He's start. not. He's not. Mm-mm. See, Howard Porter's going to Superman, though. But I don't think Scott Collins is going to be doing this, though. That's too bad. So Hi-Fi does the colors. Rob Lee did the letters. Um, 
I really liked it. The whole thing is a one shot. It's Correct. a it's a it's a done in one kind of not really done in one, but it's all about this new Flash, and Batman and the evil Lois sends her out in what she thinks is going to be a rescue mission. A rescue mission. Yep. It's really just a test for her powers. Mm-hmm. It ends up she meets this century's Mirror Master, who she keeps calling Mister Mirror. Every time she screws up his name, it's funny. Um. She learns a lot about who she is as Flash through the Mirror Master yep. and what she can do. And he basically helps her by saying, he was one of my arch enemies. He could do this. Yeah. Almost like, a, you can't do this. Well, he could do this. And she's like, well, let's see if I can yeah, do it. If he can do it, so can I. Yeah. Um, at the end, there's a funny little animal thing. This this century, whatever it is, they crossbreed so many different animals. It's piranhas <laughs> crossbred with bears, with oh, yeah, polar dinosaurs. Bears. Piranha, polar bear, dinosaur thing. They actually things. look like little wolverines to me. Um, and they got to outrace them. And uh, it was funny. It was just... And the beginning with Wonder Woman trying being to drunk. get... Being drunk. Being drunk. And, you know, she... She thought that uh, Wonder Woman is much more aggressive in this version. Yeah, I noticed that just by her saying something. She's like, really aggressive, actually. She's like, uh, "Why not amuse me? Amuse?" And she's like, "I don't mean it like that." A tiny scrap of a girl. I'm like, "Oh my, okay." So, I liked this. You know, I check into books every once in a while to see how they're doing, uh, to see if I should be reading them again. And I'm glad I checked in on this. What did you think of it? Since it's your I loved book? it. I thought it was great. It's just, again, I read this book uh, from its from the beginning. Uh, not from the beginning, actually. You I got caught up. I got caught up. I started on the second arc, and then it was just... What, what makes me laugh about this whole book is the fact that it is the, the closest you're going to get to pre-Flashpoint DC, um, which is hilarious when you think about it. Because all the characters that Geffen and... and Dematis, Dematis, yeah, is bringing in or for those people. I mean, Booster Gold and uh, Blue Beetle are in this. The original ones, Fire, Fire and, Ice. and Ice, original ones are in it, and they they explain how they're still alive after a thousand years or so in the future. It's just really, really good. Yeah, I won't be reading it. Why? Because number six, Howard Porter's back. On. I know. I told you, Howard Porter does this. That that's his book. But anyway, I liked it. I was expecting to be a, a big fight scene between. Her and uh, Mr. Mirror, but it wasn't. It was actually, it was actually a, um, it was actually a learning experience. And for some reason, he is in, uh, he's hiding, he's hiding out from, uh, from, Lois. from Lois. So it's like, what's going on with the he injustice? Does not want to be a part of that. I know, and it's so, so weird. I just want to see what's happening because this place took, this book took place between, um issue the last issue of 300 and the first issue of jla sorry 3000 3, right and the new issue of 3001 so i'm just wondering what's going to be happening with it so i'm excited for it i love the book i think that rich should read oh he's it gonna be running so yeah no no i think rich should read it because it is good you should read it rich it no, is good stop singing you should read it everyone's gonna turn us off would you sing <laughs> i think they will <laughs> 
So let's continue on uh, okay. with our with our indies, and let's talk about a book that we always always love, and it just keeps knocking out of the park, and that is Rumble. The new storyline has started, and kind I'm excited. Of. I think this no, this is not a this is not a last issue was a uh, was the one shot. This is an actual beginning right, of this the, is the way you read it. That he says in the back, it is kind of. It's interesting how they're crafting these stories. So it's Rumble from Image. Yes, issue seven, uh, three fifty. Oh, and that, um, sorry, that Justice League three thousand and one was two ninety nine from DC. Uh, but this Rumble, this is uh, issue seven, three fifty. The uh, co-creators are John Accardi and James Heron. John Accardi is the uh, done most of the writing duties, I'm assuming, and uh, James Heron is the artist. You said duty. Duty. <laughs> uh, Dave Stewart is the color artist, and letters are by Chris Ilopopoulos. Yes, I'm sticking with that. <laughs> and so, yeah, what yeah. did you think of it, Rich? I love this book. It really is a good book. I. So the art in it fits the story it's dark it's gritty the creatures the monsters they all look different um we get a little more on the backstory as well as last issue we talked about last issue we learned um that the sidekick had a nice talk with Ratharak about why just because you don't like killing is bad and how it affects you. Yep. And yep. so the sidekick friend who we really should learn his name if we're talking about it's him Steve, so much. Isn't it? He was giving the main guy. We got to learn these people's names. He was giving him shit because he kept calling him a pussy. And then last issue you learned that just because, you know, you can't kill. That's actually good. So we got the two friends made up and uh, the whole thing really is about revenge this whole arc, it seems to be setting up revenge. And um, we meet yet another, I don't know how to say another new character, but um, the story continues on. Take, if you read the first trade, you learn that the straw man is back, doesn't have his heart, but we learn that if he does die, He's not dead. He will. He keeps being reborn. Well, he yeah, might his soul find, will find. Yeah, his soul will find one. And everyone is scared of him because what if he finds a stronger body? Yeah, so they're they're keeping him trapped in this in straw, the straw body. Well, if um, he finds this stronger body, say there is another stronger body, then he can go and attack and get his heart back and become whole. And that's what they're all scared of. But yet there are a couple of these creatures that want their revenge. Yeah, and we and we bring back the guy, you know, the multi-armed guy with the with the creature that had multi heads. Yeah. We find to see what's happening with him, um, and the uh, little double crossing. Yeah, the 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 mage monster with the with the skeleton. It's just a really great story. Oh, and the main character is Bobby, and the sidekick is named Jasper. Jasper. So I love Jasper's character. They're, they're, they're not stereotypical people. They're they're like regular people that are thrown into this weird world, and and I think that's what makes it resonate with me because all too often when when they write when people write stories about um, people having to come in contact with the extraordinary, they always handle it in stride. Mm -hmm. 
No, like Bobby, the 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 second the the the, the co-star of the book, he did not handle that shit at all, you know, or well at all. It wasn't until the end of the first arc that he actually started having to do his duty. But even then, he, duty, he, he was he was um suffering from you know PTSD after fighting this monster. So right. it's like this that was last issue, by the way, guys. But it's like the they're actually exploring these topics with within a fantasy novel with the fantasy book yeah it's the protagonist of the book is a loser like he's straight up a loser. straight up loser and you really get a feel in the last issue when he was talking about what happened and then in this issue you know they're decorating for halloween which i thought was was so funny because here's this guy who has just seen demons and monsters and now he's setting up for halloween and it's just i thought it was really cute when in the bar he's setting up yeah like I don't know. This has been a great book. The first trade is out. Another recommend from both of us. Go pick it up. And it's not too late to get caught up with it. Mm -mm. Again, trades $10. It is, again, it is not superheroic stuff, but it is a good urban fantasy tale about these these real people, these these, these sort of real, you know, people that can... Yeah, these real... but they're so interesting. Yeah. That's what's so great about it. And like Jasper wanting to aspire to be like the straw man. And then it's a great juxtaposition between the two characters of Bobby and Jasper because Jasper's like all about it. Yeah, let's do it. But he's the one that just hasn't been able to actually do it yet. Bobby's the only one that's actually killed something, mm-hmm. you know, and then and then dealing with the, the ramifications about about him having to, to do that, to strike that killing blow. It's just... You don't see that in comics very often, Mm-mm. you know. And then the and then the three legged dog, and it's just and like and how the straw man has this connection with the three legged dog. It reminds him of his dog that's oh, dead, and it's just that was sad. And the, and how the dog is like trying to be this warrior, and it's, it's with like the, three the, legs. Yeah, the parallel between uh, the dog and and the straw man, and just how they're it's just. This is a really good book. Lots of depth of character and emotions. And speaking of emotions. I mean, the straw man got emotional and then said to the guys, I don't want you to see me like this. Yes. Yeah. And then and he, that was the first time we ever saw him, you know, break his confidence. Uh-huh. You know, and it's just it's a really good book. A I lot love of call him Rat Trap. It's so funny that they can't pronounce his name. Yeah. It's just a know. really good book. Yes, I, just, I agree. They're not. Uh, a lot of other books are not doing this kind of um exploration and i really think lots that of layers it's, it's it's definitely worth your uh your 350 definitely 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 all right rich so what book did you like what other book did you like from uh this week's selections or last week's selections? so let's talk about secret wars we're going into marvel we're going into marvel for a little bit i were also we're going to touch on a book that des has been talking about a lot well these are the endings right well, I'm just letting them know we're going to be talking about something that I'm, I checked in on a book that you keep telling me to read. And we'll talk about that later. OK. Um, so Battleworld and humans, Adelan Rising. I'm sure you hated that ending. Actually, you, I didn't. See, I, mm, see what? this is what kills me. What? You liked that ending, but you could not stand the ending for uh, Future Imperfect. It's yes. the same ending. They are not the same ending. It's the same ending. No, they did two different things. Oh. No, two different things. It is ah, the okay. same ending. So Battle World, Inhumans, Adelan Rising, number five. It's the last issue, unfortunately. It is written by the amazing Charles Sewell, who writes like two dozen books, plus is a lawyer in real life crazy 
Uh, artist is John Timms. Inca, Roberto Poggi. Colorist, Frank D'Amata. Letterer and production is VCs Clayton Cowles. I thought this was great. And I think it's funny because I think a lot of people will be mad at what happened. But I'm going to be mad about it. I just it it is the exact same it thing. It is not the sa- exact same. It's the opposite. Okay, if anything. So what happens? So <laughs> if you've been following the book uh, in it, Medusa and Black Bolt are not together. They're actually Black Bolt was the leader of the resistance and Medusa was the Baron of her domain. The Baroness. The Baroness. Um, Not from G.I. Joe. No, she was cool. Um, So the whole thing came to a head last issue when the Inhumans captured Black Bolt and were interrogating him. And that is when things turned around and Medusa learned what Doom was really doing. And what was Doom really doing? He had these towers, towers that were broadcasting uh, telepathic transmissions to subdue all of the Inhumans. That's right. That way they would not fight against him. And she turns. And yes. This episode or this episode, this issue is all about them working together, and they tell people you got to do this, you got to do this. Well, Medusa, it's up to Medusa to try to go to the processing unit for the whole city to trigger a self-destruct sequence. And um, which will destroy the city. Yeah, they get people out of the city. Da 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 da. Well, things go horribly wrong for them as oh, they kiss. I thought the kiss was cute. Yeah. Well, the Thor's attack. Yes, those try to stop damn them. Thors attack. And the Thor brigade. Black Bolt, they're trying to get, Medusa's trying to get Black Bolt to the Terrigen Mist to because heal him. Because he was him. shot and yep. to heal him because uh, he was never exposed nope. to the Terrigen Mist. So he doesn't mist. have his powers. That's how he's talking. Through issues one through four, he's talking because he doesn't have his powers. So what is the best part of the issue is when he comes out of the cloud and she says, what, what power did you get? What power did you get? And all he says is one letter and blows her apart. And I was like, oh, my God, oh, my God. And from there, things get even more freaking twisted. And it's the ending Des is talking about. Uh, basically, Black Bolt goes to take on Doom. And he's like, I'm going to take you down. And he keeps screaming and things keep, you know, shattering. And Doom, with a snap of his fingers changes everything but what does he say he says let me get it for you so that was very interesting and very telling what he said fascinating the same result as last time and then you know black bolts flying at him utterly fascinating snaps his fingers and all of a sudden black bolt is the new uh baron and the leader of the insurrection resistance. Is yeah. The queen is the bar queens and you turn the page and there is Medusa. So they're just playing out this the bar. They're playing out this drama over, over and over and over and again. Over. How is that not like what happened because with the maestro? It's not. How? Because one it's is the same. It, no, they're living in fantasies. Made, I know, but this 
was a very satisfying and unexpected ending. You have to admit, you did not see that coming. And you didn't see that coming from Future Imperfect either. I didn't. All right, that's what made then. me so mad. But and this didn't. No, this didn't. I was but happy. You, but you wanted in in that in that ish in that episode. You were like, I want them to get together and fight Doom. He actually attacked the real Doom and then but got put back in his place. Exactly. We're learning the power of Doom. We knew Doom was like, you know, not like this. Super powerful. Not like just, this. And it really mm. ticks me off that Marvel keeps pushing this event back. You know. Seven just got delayed another couple weeks. It's just pissing me off because I, I want to know what happens now. I don't want to wait. I don't know. So for me personally, I thought it was a great story too. I did too. I I enjoyed the art. I think the art is amazing. I a really different want artist, wasn't it? No, same artist. Same artist. Mm-hmm. Wow. And that's why I want I want him to be doing uh, regular stuff with Marvel because his it just looked beautiful. You know, the lines were clean. It had backgrounds. Uh, the, the hair, the things he did with her hair. Yeah, her hair was actually. Um, moving and doing stuff she was actually controlling it oh. the way she looked how he how he um showed black bolt using his powers it just the whole book was dynamic and it just it, it was just really it was a page turner it was like really exciting to see what was going on i'm again, so when steve mcniven is done because you know i don't think he's going to do a long run of it He'll probably do the first arc so four you wouldn't mind issues. this guy going on it oh no Marvel, i, I make would make it happen actually i mean I would prefer see this is the thing. I would prefer a regular artist than a superstar artist. And and like I prefer him as a this the the, the guy doing this series. Um I prefer him. Let's get his name and say it one yeah, more time. I would prefer uh Tim's to be doing uh this book like the the Inhumans books you know from from here to get out. Well, unfortunately, yeah. you got to have that mega superstar artist to start to yeah, start, to start it. it. Yeah, I know. Um so the other one that we both want to talk about uh, is Extinction Agenda, and you hear a lot of people slam in the nineties. That story was so line. good. That story, that whole story was great. This is a new one. Oh no, yeah, this story, this Extinction Agenda was so good. I oh, thought I thought it was better than Age of Age of Apocalypse, honestly. Really? Oh yeah. So although get- Age of Apocalypse was not over technically, but I thought this was great. Okay, let's get this out of the way, then we'll debate. <sighs> oh, not so debate because I agree. So, Extinction Agenda from Marvel Comics. It is number four, and it's three ninety nine. Written by Mark Guggenheim. Artist, I don't know how to say his last name, but I love him. Carmine D. Giandomencio. I am so sorry. You're an amazing artist. I can't say your name. Carmine D. Giandomencio. Aren't you Italian? I, yeah, but I, that's a long name. Uh, colorist is Nolan Woodard. The letterer is VC's Corey Pettit. Um, VC getting that letter in love. That's right. Thank you a lot. Loved the book. Loved it. I loved how the how the two uh, X Men fought each other. I thought the fight scenes were fantastic. Very dynamic. I thought the um, the reveal of the main baddie in the last issue was great. I thought that. Um, Oh, what's this guy's name? The guy who had who was infected with the tech mode virus. I thought that he and Hodge. The new warlock. Yeah, no, no, no. It's separate. There's two different no, warlocks. They call him. They call him like what's his name? He says, "I think I'm gonna be a warlock." I think his name was Locke, wasn't it, something or something? Because like that. that's what Wolverine was calling him. But just the fight scene, and then when Mystique turned into uh, 
turned into Archangel, Archangel and oh. it scared the shit out of uh, Cameron Hodge. I was like, yes, I yes. love her. I love her so much. And she and, and like they got uh, havoc. Kind of got mad at her for uh, for shooting uh, for shooting Santa. <laughs> Just all the characterizations of all the people in this book were great. I was sad to see what happened to a couple of them. Oh, there were some deaths that were like oh. <sighs> Just I and those deaths were really good. I I just and I'm I gotta say this artist is freaking amazing. Yes, I loved his X Factor. Yes, even though I think the colorist on X Factor brought every, it was drab, but on this this his pencil show there's tons of bright colors. They they used X Men that I haven't seen in years. Yes, I mean they pulled Wicked. Wicked was from a Chris Claremont idea. Oh my God, when was it? When Xavier years and Magneto ago. were on Genosha. Yeah, years ago. She brought the dead Genosians up. Yeah. She, could, she works with the dead. They brought her back in. You like know, years I ago. I love seeing Warpath in his blue and the the old Thunderbird costume. Just amazing. My only complaint. Rachel. Yeah, how did you know? I didn't like Rachel either. I, I didn't like her. Um, she, I didn't really like how she was acting as well. How I mean, she, she was portrayed, especially her. If it really was supposed to be Rachel, why she, if it was the Rachel from the past that was brought to the future, she knows of the horrors, at least she did from, from what we know, why would she do that to her own people? Well, again, I think she was just thinking about protecting her, like the people that she had now. So she was like, I don't want to, I don't want to hurt the people that are, that I have within my uh, care now, you know? Which was because that's what the, the only thing I can draw from is is from what she was saying. I guess that's my only downfall of the book is what was behind Rachel and the fact why did she want to look like her mom so much? Yeah, they did kind of draw her a lot, but and the red and the, or the yellow and the green those are her mom's colors. But from she's, she's always been you know a second tier phoenix anyway. So what I did like, but is, she's a second tier phoenix, but she's the only one that's been able to keep control of the phoenix out of all of them. That's true. But what I did like is when she was reading Havoc's mind and it was a phoenix claw over his head. Yeah. And I thought that was a really cool detail, you know, just little I things, miss like, things that. like that. Because remember, Psylocke used to have the butterfly. She still does. Wait, well, hopefully we'll see more in the new book. But yeah, I love well, this it'll book. Be a, it'll be a butterfly over a porn face, but we'll see it. <laughs> but yes, this was a fantastic book. It really like... It was nostalgia. There was death, and the death. It felt like the death meant something. Um, It just. It was seemed very no holds barred kind of situation. Well, that's what they should be. That's what I loved. That's what I really liked about it. This no holds barred. We're gonna throw everything to the to the window, you know, to the wind, and just let it go, you know. And I just really enjoyed that. I think there's two metaphors you try to do there. I really did. I'm sorry about that, listeners. I think it's throw caution to the wind. And if you were thinking of throw the- shit against the wall, see if it sticks. No, that's yeah. what DC does. Ooh. Um, speaking of DC. Speaking <laughs> of DC. Well, we're going to talk about a book that we like, though. Oh, my God. I told you to read this. You read it. You read the last issue I told you to get caught up on. What did you think of this one? What? Um, I'm sad for St. Walker. Oh, my God. So <laughs> we so get a lot of back. Sad we for get a Saint lot Walker. here. St. Walker about to get his ass tore open. Oh, yeah. So what we're going to talk about next is Sinestro, one of the strongest 
of DC's line right now for Green Lantern for green, for well, a lot of things. For a lot of I'm books. sorry, it's a really good stretch. It's, it's a very strong a, book, strong yeah. art, strong writer, very very. Uh, di- it's a book that is fully aware what it of what it wants to be. Yep, and it is going for it. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. Number fifteen, two ninety nine, and uh, 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 keep talking. Sinestro, two ninety nine. Don't just repeat what I've seen. DC. Where the heck is the... It's in the I think it's the last one. There it page. is. Okay. Written by Cullen Bunn. I could have told you that. Artist. Um, how crazy was it to open it up and find art by Ethan Van Siver? Hello. I shocked the crap out of me. The colorist, Jason Wright. Letterer, letterer is Dave Sharp. <laughs> <laughs> Even the normal words are messing us up. Today. I want to give credit though. We never really give cover art. I gotta say, I'm a huge Brad Walker fan, and he did this cover with which Drew was, Hessen, Hessen, Hennessy, and Wright. Which is weird though, because I'm so used to seeing Brad Walker's art. So when I saw Ethan Van Sever, it was like it was a little jarring for me at first. That cover is gorgeous. That's what I mean. You know, I was like expecting that, and then I see. Van Sever, which is fine. He's he's a fantastic artist as well. But I don't know. It's just I really have been a fan of Brad Walker's for a very long time. So it was just weird at first. So weird, but when you get in, I gotta say, oh yeah, it's Beautiful. gorgeous art. Um, and poor Lobo's gonna run out of fingers. <laughs> so the whole thing is we learn why Lobo, who I can't stand, the new Lobo, is hunting down the colored. I didn't mind him so much in this book. No, no, because I think the way he they drew him. Um, either Van Sever drew him as masculine. Uh, it's so wrong. <laughs> well, he drew him. He didn't draw him like Twilight Lobo. He actually made him look formidable. Yeah, and, and fearsome. You know, when you know, he was in the Sinestro outfit, I was like, "Damn!" Now that yeah, I would with read the, with his glowing with his glowing yeah, face. Yeah, I don't understand everything. the glowing face. Well, I think it's just I think it's just accents to for who he is. Oh, I did want to say that. Go back to Justice League three thousand one. The quick. one thing that bothered me was the way her boobs glowed when she ran. They're doing that in the main book. I checked in on Flash this week to see if it got any better. Yeah. And the new Flash costume is ridiculously overdrawn. And they did the same thing in that Justice League 3001 where they draw when she's like at high speed or something, parts of her glow. Yeah. It was so weird her boobs glowed. And I that I that was a distraction to me. Your boobs shouldn't glow. I don't Find know. some place. New. Well, what if the Flash's crotch gro- glows, or his butt? It's a little Just weird. His cheeks, <laughs> like right, right on the outside of his cheeks, is kind of glow when he's running. You know, it's just a redesign that didn't work. But anyway, anyhow, back to Sinestro, yes. who has yellow glowing rings. Yeah, it's really weird. Um, yeah. So the uh, in this week's, uh, this month's episode. Uh, issue L- issue lobo goes after saint walker who oh. is who is distributing and trying to help these people of a world that has three sons yeah Ooh, so they're all thirsty the ground is barren this is brutal yeah brutal so and so, so anyone that doesn't know saint walker is the hope. blue lantern yep and doesn't work without a green lantern yeah you need the will to well he works but he's he's severely depleted in his power right yeah, and so basically Sinistro doesn't want to destroy St. Walker. He wants St. Walker to um, be Work the hope yeah. the hope for fear. And you, it's kind of weird because fear and hope, you know, because because what Sinestro did is he kind of parked world, war, war world, world 
outside of this planet that St. Walker was trying to help released the uh, yellow manhunters and they were giving food and aid well, to these people. But at first you didn't think that. You thought no, at no, first no, no, he was no. going to tear the world no, apart. No, actually I knew that he was going to do that. No, no, but St. Walker doesn't. No, St. Walker didn't. Like he didn't know that. St. Walker really thought that Sinestro was going to just, yeah. just destroy this yeah, world. But, but but again, we're getting we're getting more of a peak of what Sinestro is trying to do. Where, whereas where the Green Lanterns patrolled with a sense of justice and willpower and standing up for who you are, no, Sinestro is all about about ruling and order through fear, which is not normal, you know. And so he's trying to say, I can keep, I can make the world worlds better by keeping them in fear and subjugated, which is kind of not, you know, what happens. So even though he did this as a way to try to uh, manipulate Saint Walker into um, doing his using his willpower for for Sinestro. So and Walker does it work? was like, no, it's not going to work like that. I'm sorry, and blah blah blah. And Sinestro was like, okay, well, that's that's fine. We'll see what we can do. And then he puts like his evil science squad. Yep. The last page is going to dissect Saint Walker and make him this probably monstrous person. Ugh. Oh, it's just like it just. The, the, that's why the book. This is another one of the books that is kind of self aware of of what it, what these like Cullen Bunn knows Sinestro he knows this character he knows what's going to happen he knows what needs to do what needs to happen it's just fantastic fantastic book fantastic book I think it's fantastic you should really pick it up and Ethan Van Syver knocked the hell out of this knocked the hell out of it the the weird alien creatures are just all sorts of fugly and just crazy book but really good yes and I really like out of all the out of all the um, books that we have now with the uh, that deal with Green Lantern and that universe and the like the, the the lights and all that stuff like that, Sinestro's is the best. It is just so good. It and if just, Sinestro his way, there will be no other colored lights. No, it will be his. Yeah, or they'd be working for him or something to that effect. So, um, so thank you so much, everybody, for tuning in. Um, for the, for this week's geek chat, unfortunately, again, you know, it is not, it, it is not, um, it's not live, but, but we want to, we will be here live again at, um, next, next Monday, not this coming Monday, but the following Monday, when you hear this, we will, we will be live and we will want to, uh, be there with you guys as ever. So thank you so much for tuning in. That's it. Bye. Bye everybody. Bye. Keep track. Keep track. Keep track. Keep track.